Welcome to What's That About, our coronavirus fun facts special. If you uh, didn't think it was possible to have fun facts about a deadly, despairing, soul-destroying pandemic, well, stay tuned and you'll find that you were correct. It's, it's What's That About Donovan Martin. How are you doing? <laughs> what's that about Luke Martin? How's it going? Very it well. Has been about well. Five, it's, been about, it's been about five months since our last episode. What have we been doing? It's, uh, it's been so long between our last uh, recording and now that we have lived through an entire global pandemic nearly. It is, uh, it's been a little bit of a hibernation for the What's That About podcast. It sure has. And it's, not, it's like we're both at home doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> We should be pumping out these episodes. We've never had more time to do an episode, and yet we've never done less of it. I have no excuse or reason as well. I cannot think why we haven't. I've had people say, you guys are going to get, get an episode out. And I'm like, yeah, we should. And then I go and watch the Michael Jordan documentary. That's what's happening. Yeah, that's basically it. <laughs> and you you actually had to go into isolation, didn't you? For You were in a room by yourself for four days and you still didn't get an episode out. That's true. I didn't. Nah, it was actually, yeah. So, I, I'm a healthcare worker. So, <laughs> I got a cold, essentially, and had to get swabbed because they're being very careful where I live. And yeah, I basically had to self-isolate until I got the result positive or negative. So, I was just stuck in a room in my house, just twiddling my thumbs. <laughs> One of the favorite, obviously, it's hard to have a favorite thing about a global pandemic. But one of my favorite things has been because obviously healthcare workers in Australia, and Australia for our because we're a global podcast, big time, um, big time, big time. We have done really well with coronavirus. We've kind of gotten on top of it pretty quickly, and but the healthcare workers were braced for a tidal wave, and so yeah, healthcare workers like nurses are getting a lot of kudos and accolades for being the front line against this coronavirus. Absolutely deserved. My favourite thing has been me texting Don and saying, so what are you up to at the moment? Is work pretty full on? And then you replying with things like, yeah, yeah, no, pretty busy today. We are having an apple eating competition to pick our favourite variety. (laughs) Isn't that true? But I can't can't try to defend it somehow. (laughs) You can't defend it. It's just really interesting and you're all interested in it. No, it's... It's um it's interesting. As you said, we're very lucky in Australia. So we were quite busy in terms of preparing for um an onslaught. You know, as we've seen in other countries, healthcare workers really are on the front lines in like the US and in Italy and Spain. They're getting absolutely hammered. We were prepared for that, so it was busy building up to it. And then we just sort of sat there and luckily the whole social distancing worked so well, the big wave never came. And so we, you know, basically cleared out the hospital, stopped doing all these cases, and we're waiting for this onslaught that never really came. And so we're getting all these kudos from people for being on the front lines and being um, nurses and doctors. And it's been, it's actually been easier than usual. It's, been, it's been, <laughs> like I've been getting more credit than usual, and I've been doing less than usual. So it's been, it's really perfect situation, other than Not- the pandemic. <laughs> Not all heroes wear capes. Very modest there. Patients exactly. are patients are out. Apples are in, by the sounds of it. That's the uh, yeah. I'll tell you what, it was a very interesting result with the apples. So we got all these apples. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to bang on about the apples, but it was really exciting, and I've never never felt so alive as when I was doing that. And so, have you heard of the envy apple? 
No, never. It's a type of apple. It is sensational. It was by far and away the winner. <laughs> You're envy. An get it, get in, guys. Get into the envy apple. You heard it from the front Little lines. Tip. You heard it from the front lines. Yeah. Get into the envy apple. <laughs> <laughs> and for the, the record, that was the competition was on our break time. We weren't getting paid at that point, <laughs> and definitely not during the day. That would be. Uh, Unethical. My my favourite thing about the coronavirus, not that you can have a favourite thing about a uh, a deadly global pandemic, but my favourite thing has been how you can almost tell how pompous someone is or how clever they think they are by how they refer to the coronavirus. Have you noticed this? <laughs> yeah. In fact, <laughs> this is going to be funny. Keep going. So I reckon there are kind of four levels of pompousness in how you talk about the coronavirus. So you got your you got your entry level, your garden variety. You call it the coronavirus. That's yeah. my level. I'm level one. Next yeah. level, level two. You refer to it as COVID nineteen, right? That's yeah. level two. Level three, you call it COVID nineteen. Yeah, not COVID. COVID nineteen. <laughs> That's level three. Level. I, f- I can't wait for level one because that is the top in my book. <laughs> the last, the highest level of pompousness. Is you refer to it as SARS-CoV-2? That's the is that that is the, that's the top of the pompousness scale. You know what? I'm so dumb. I've never even heard it referred to as that. <laughs> You've never heard of SARS SARS-CoV-2? No. Ah, well, that's that's the level four. Where do you where do you come on the scale? Well, it's interestingly, I one of my little talking points here is I like to do a little power play. I'm about level two by the sounds of it because I like to do a little power play. They refer to it as coronavirus. And then you just switch it. So they'll say, oh, how about with this coronavirus? Yeah, COVID-19 is actually uh, quite a <laughs> troublesome uh, little dilly of a pickle. <laughs> one-upped. One-upped. That's a power play. Because the best thing is you're one-upping yourself and you're putting them down a little bit as well, which is great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, will, I often do this thing where I don't know whether I don't know whether this is like neuro-linguistic programming, but whatever the other person calls it. I automatically start calling it that, even if I've used a different term earlier in the conversation. So if I'm well, talking you to make a, them feel uh, at ease, a, a mirroring language for high levels of agreeableness is, I think, is what's happening. So if, <laughs> if someone pops up on coronavirus and someone says, "Ah, oh, SARS-CoV-2," I'm a SARS-CoV-2 man from that point on. You switch. It's yeah. like when someone mispronounces a word, and then you don't want to make them feel bad, so then you pronounce it the same way. Yeah, even though right. you know it's wrong. That's basically what you're doing. <laughs> Um, so this episode isn't actually meant to be about the coronavirus Because I think we're all a bit sick of facts about the coronavirus It's meant to be about what are some of the interesting uh, Unexpected effects of the coronavirus On society, on our lives Kind of these these knock-on effects Or the butterfly effect of coronavirus And yeah, one of my go-tos when researching any topic that we do Is to write in blank, whatever we're talking about Fun facts, because usually you get the more interesting tidbits there. I did that with coronavirus. Sorry, COVID-19 uh, <laughs> fun facts. And, gee, it's not very fun. <laughs> it could be funner. <laughs> a deadly pandemic. It's lacking in a little bit of fun. A little bit of a downer, the old uh, SARS-CoV-2. <laughs> it is, yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm going to make a call here and, and predict that I'm going to carry the bulk of the content for this episode. Is that is that an unfair <laughs> judgment? Uh, yeah, <laughs> that is still downplaying the amount, the role you were going to play in this uh, episode <laughs> because I did some research. It's not great, and 
Yeah, it's basically resting on your shoulders. All right, so hit us, hit us with, just so you can have a little bit of time in the sun, hit us with your first uh, unexpected fun fact about uh, COVID-19. Didn't really want to be playing a main role in the uh, information <laughs> distribution. I was hoping just to be a little <laughs> sideline commentator. And you realise my lack of preparation and you've thrust me into the spotlight. Power play. Power play. You piece of work. That is the biggest power play. <laughs> okay, so one of the uh, little fun facts I came up with is that singing and or talking or yelling is actually a lot worse than coughing. So situations where like at a concert or at church, for example, or there's a choir in LA, 121 person choir. I think about two thirds of them got infected by coronavirus, COVID, SARS-CoV-2. <laughs> and yeah, they found out that it's actually, it releases a lot more of the virus, the viral load into the air than if you coughed for 30 seconds. Um, I'm going to get you on a technicality here. Technically, that is a, a, a fact about coronavirus, not a fact about the unexpected impacts of coronavirus as we've billed in the title of the episode. You didn't let me finish, little Lukey. <laughs> you didn't let me finish. You cut me off. Sure, I'm talking rubbish, frantically trying to piece something together in my mind. Um, but, yeah, i got nothing. The only other talking point I've got about that is that this whole thing, I'm jealous of kids today because one of the big things that are not going to be back for a long time is church. And when I was a kid, when they forced me to pray, not being able to go to church for months is basically what I prayed oh. for. So, in a way, I'm responsible for the... Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Honestly, there, there's some small wins. If you're going to take any silver lining out of a deadly pandemic, not going to church for however many months is is quite refreshing. You got as a kid, it'd be great. Every dark cloud has the silver lining, and that could be it. The I remember as a you kid, you can't tell me the priests aren't enjoying it. We not having to think of a sermon. They're on Easy Street. They've got two months of material backed up. They're going to do it very easy once we get back into church. The I remember when we used to leave church at uh, I think seven o'clock on a Saturday night was when our mass finished. The way yeah. you, we used to tear out of that place, clicking out, jumping in the air, clicking our heels, party poppers, popping champagne. It was the longest time until more mass, and we used to bloody That's love right. it. Yeah, I was just infected with the Lord's Spirit. I don't know what you were so happy about. Um, <laughs> All right, yeah, the longest time till we had to go to church again. It was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let me let me deliver a a, a, a knock on effect of coronavirus. That's uh, not about Please. how the disease disease is spread more easily through singing. Okay, um, oh, it is a fun fact. That's uh, a fact, and it's it's fun. Because anyway, go on. You know how at the beginning of coronavirus there was this big panic around toilet rolls and everyone buying up toilet rolls. Yeah, I had I had a little bit of a research around. Okay, well, if people are worried about not being able to use. Toilet rolls, what are they doing instead? You should see the stats on bidets. So in the early stages of coronavirus, uh, a company called Australian Bidets reported a 500% increase in traffic to their website in just one week. Oh, really? They started turning to... Yeah, right. Everyone's gone, struth, no toilet favour, let's get the bidets installed ASAP. And even in like Google search data, the, the, the graph shows... 
you know, in the first month of coronavirus in Australia, the word bidet was searched heaps more than at any other point. <laughs> I like how people, obviously everywhere ran out of toilet paper and people started looking around the supermarket for other things they could wipe their ass with. So they went <laughs> paper towels. They went like Wedexes, any, <laughs> anything like that. I think white bread sold out really quickly. It was anything they could, <laughs> anything they could use, even Helga's. All grain. That was, you know, it's a bit of roughage, but that's fine. It's. I had the most, the most obscure thought around when people were like, you know, just like, you know, white bread. Why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you choose brown bread? Which then makes you think, why isn't toilet paper brown? Am I onto something here? Uh, well, I don't want to get too gross, but you need to be able to see how much more wiping there is to do. If it's like a wholemeal bread, do one wipe and you go, I'm done. Good. When in fact, you may not be done. Good yeah. point. That is a very good. You know, camouflage your yeah, you uh, <laughs> your tracing. That's very true. Exactly. Exactly. It does, do you remember that when uh, back when you used to do stand up and there was that joke I was trying to get over the line for about ten years about how wiping your bottom is the great leveler in society, and even the yep. even the queen after she's been wiping for a while will look at the paper on the last few just to check how long she's got to go. And I think it even involved a uh, two two more wipes shall do it kind of uh, yeah yeah still I still think I there's something in that it. there's something in that <laughs> yeah you bring it up every two weeks you <laughs> <laughs> a, I framed it as oh, that still old idea day, and I'm fighting for it it was still. ten years ago <laughs> I'm you still bring it up it. every two weeks yeah <laughs> you sure are. <laughs> Uh, another little fun fact I've got here, looking at my research paper, is that you've got some more fun facts. <laughs> Please. You would be correct. Good research. Very good. good. This okay. is... I'm tapped out already. <laughs> okay, this next one is a... Uh, this one's a big one. So, pandas. Pandas have started uh, rooting again, which is quite exciting. Had Did they stop? They stopped. There was a, uh, a zoo in China that has two pandas... They have not mated in 10 years. They're just friends. No big deal. Just friends. <laughs> and then when they closed the zoo down, because there weren't all these visitors kind of, uh, you know, cramping the vibe, these two mm. pandas mated and one of the uh, female became pregnant. So now they're expecting a baby panda. They've been waiting a decade for this to happen. Second, wow. second the visitors stopped coming, it's, it's baby panda time. So they're just a bit shy. Yeah. It would, Fair enough. It, it makes total reasonable. sense. It makes total yeah. sense. How good's that? That is good. That and that is a fun fact. Fun for the pandas, <laughs> not so much for us. Uh, but <laughs> it's a fact. It's great. And the ball's back in your court, D. What have you got? Uh, all right then. Um, okay, so apparently you've got some more facts. <laughs> <laughs> it, okay. says here, it says you've got more. Says what else <laughs> you got? <laughs> And my next one, not so much fun, but this is a nice one. Apparently, there's been a 5% drop in our fossil fuel emissions. So, the environment is loving the shutdown. Apparently, people in India can see the Himalayas now for the first time. The water in Venice is now clear. And even NASA's reporting that there's less kind of nitrogen dioxide in the atmosphere since coronavirus started. So, we're getting... All of these amazing environmental benefits just from stopping society for a little while. No driving, less need for oil. All this stuff is kind of compounding. Mm. The earth is bloody loving coronavirus. And I've heard, you know, a lot of the environmental movement is really trying to jump on that momentum and saying, right, 
we're trying to we're fixing this pandemic let's fix the earth as well at the same time which is you can't argue with it but i just have a obviously i don't think it'll happen i think humans are too stupid and they'll just jump straight back in probably harder than they were before to try and get that economy moving um yeah it's a bit of a shame it's a good opportunity i reckon it's like when you've you know you've been on a a diet or something and then you break and you're like oh i'm just gonna eat because i just give up it's too hard you eat a lot more (laughs) at that point it's think it's called the abstinence violation effect where the second you're restricted from doing something the second you're allowed to do it oh it's game on yeah so yeah we'll be driving driving twice as much balls back in your court (laughs) all righty um so apparently just sort of as this was kicking off you started writing down some more fun facts on your sheet of paper. So, <laughs> what have you got another one for us? <laughs> I know it's coming every time, but I'm finding it quite delightful. <laughs> I'm trying to think of different ways to say it. <laughs> I did some research about, you know how there was all those Corona beer memes at the beginning of coronavirus? Yeah, about trying- how people aren't buying Corona yes, beer because yeah, of it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I was trying to look into, is that true or not? Like, is that actually true? And the first thing yeah. I stumbled across was this survey from America of 38% of people saying they wouldn't drink Corona beer anymore um, was right. kind of the first thing. I'm like, that's probably where people are getting that idea from. But then the company that owns Corona beer has said that actually their sales have nearly doubled and that right. their, their profits are up like 3.1% this year on the same time last year. So yeah. uh, Corona's doing just fine. We don't need to worry about Corona. Yeah, I think that 38% was... Probably not an accurate... But I just can't imagine anyone being that dumb. Yes. Although looking at the wording, it says 38% of people wouldn't drink Corona beer under any circumstances. We're not like... Yeah, and I'm one a, of it's those. A, yeah, it's, a, it's a watery beer. They, that, that could be the, yeah. uh, the problem with it. Yeah. It is a terrible bland beer. And I think that's the main reason. So 38% of Americans have really good taste in beer is what I'm taking <laughs> <Yeah>. from that. <laughs> Alrighty. Um... Well, so a lot of the social media things that have been happening at the moment, everyone's getting involved in social media. And one of the things that I've Ooh. really picked up on is... He's going for it. You're going for an actual fact. Yeah, one of the things I've picked up on is Ooh. that you wrote an interesting piece about social media <laughs> on your fun facts. <laughs> I wrote a little piece about gang truces. Um, apparently in South Africa, there's kind of reports of this unprecedented truce that's broken out between two notorious gangs that hate each other in Cape Town where they've stopped their warfare and they're trying to help out the community by bringing food to households that can't get to the shops and whatnot. And in El Salvador, which apparently has one of the highest homicide rates in the world, some of the gangs are now joining forces to enforce the social distancing uh, restrictions and they're actually doing it. They're doing it with force and carrying baseball bats around to make sure people stay in the stay in their homes and don't uh, come in close contact. So that's going to be very effective though. <laughs> the gangs are holding hands under coronavirus. The silver lining strikes again. Um, all right. Back to social media, kind of related to it, but you know, we're all stuck in the house basically. Um, and in Australia, they're starting to loosen uh, restrictions a little bit, but everyone really turned to social media during this time. And there's, everyone's been quite busy. Have you noticed that you've never seen a prouder person than someone who doesn't have a Facebook account. They mention it at every opportunity. You've never seen someone prouder than someone who doesn't have a Facebook account. They mention it all the time. <laughs> and there's this little uh, moment when you... when And often it, it might come up incidentally. But then you say, do you not have a Facebook account? 
and then their face is trying to hide the pride and they're about to burst. Yeah. Their face is about to burst. It's like they've just had their first child is how <laughs> proud they look. You, you're never going to get... It's like back in the day how someone who didn't have a TV. It's like, oh, did you watch the uh, recent, I don't know, <laughs> Porridge on ABC? Porridge! Uh, I don't have a TV. What an and obscure reference. Like, anyone that's older than 50 years old from England will get that Porridge reference. <laughs> Um, to be fair, though, it is a it is a bloody good effort not to have uh, submitted to Facebook after all these years. That does deserve yeah, but- uh, a round of applause. <laughs> Imagine if you were an Australian nurse who doesn't go on Facebook. This would be the biggest smug point of your entire life. You are just loving yourself well, sick reckon, at the moment. I reckon uh, being on social media, being a nurse on social media would be like the only, like it's good for your self-esteem at the moment. I reckon you can pick people without a Facebook account because they're the depressed nurses <laughs> that are just uh, moping around, not realising all the kudos they're getting. <laughs> not getting enough claps. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, this next one, it's a boring fact. It's not fun. It's boring. But mm-hmm. uh, apparently we're seeing a big increase in cybercrime um, just because everyone's now pretty much doing everything online. And we're seeing yeah. reductions in old school crime like burglaries and car crime because people aren't uh, kind of leaving their home to create the opportunity for their house to be robbed or they're not going in their car. No, that's so- a good idea. I made this little prediction. I really, I thought I was really on the ball. When this all kicked off and like, I think in Australia, there's like what, 23, 24 million. Mm. And I think there was like three or 4 million suddenly made unemployed, which is huge. Mm. And I said, uh, just watch the crime will go up uh, a tenfold. <laughs> and I made this really stupid, arrogant comment. Uh, you just wait and see, everyone. And I did that voice as well. And I don't think it's nudged a bit. It's gone down. It's definitely gone down. <laughs> it's gone down. I thought I was like, uh, it's definitely going to go up uh, at least a 15-fold increase. I just like saying fold when I talk about <laughs> numbers. 23-fold. Yeah, I think yeah. you'll find. Yeah, yeah. Um, you idiot. <laughs> I was, yes. I would. Uh, uh, I just love how no one knows anything. Like even experts don't know anything, and yeah. we all pretend we do know stuff. Like one day, I just want to read a book with the whole idea is we just don't know anything, and we just go around under this delusional bubble that we do. No one knows anything. Like you look at any kind of studies where they look at our people's predictions accurate about things we are very highly confident in our predictions and we are wrong more often than not and we just don't integrate those two facts we just carry on being falsely confident we don't know anything yeah um and related to the the lack of crime there's apparently far fewer um car accidents because people are driving less which makes sense but they apparently being a bit you know hazy on the numbers but in america car insurers are actually starting to refund portions of premiums kind of indicating that that things are a lot safer right now um which is That's obviously a good i'm a surprised good because insurance companies would not usually be that oh, nice no there must be something going on that they're trying to kind of get ahead of the curve around but yeah. i have this uh i have this this weird thing where like basic things like how insurance works and what a premium is and what an excess is and i just it doesn't yeah. stick in my head like when people say what's your premium I, I don't know what my premium is, but I also don't know what a premium is. Like, it's it's the double yeah. uh, the double level. I think I know what a premium is, but I'm only about 50% confident. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think a premium is how much you pay per year. 
<laughs> I think. I'm, I'm like, I'm not able to correct you or not. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. No it just sounds that. like like you're important. <laughs> premium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the premium. Uh, it's, the, it's, top, premium. Top it's, the it's the premium. It's the top of the line. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and related to that, apparently, because China obviously had, had the first and biggest shutdown and China makes a lot of car parts. Apparently, there's going to be a bit of a knock-on effect because like Toyota, for example, their factory um, was closed for quite a while. So, apparently, in the supply chain, it's going to be quite difficult to get parts for cars over the next little while um, just because all the factories shut down. Yeah, right. I think it's really shown... This is actually a serious point, but it's really shown how reliant we are on other countries. And I think you may find that a lot of manufacturing might actually go locally, particularly for like safety equipment and things that we uh, rely on in these situations. I think people will want, or countries will want, their own source for a lot of that stuff. Yeah, just kind of a bit of protection for the future. A bit of protection, because then you get people, you know, like Donald Trump, who is basically hijacking, you know, masks and ventilators from other countries, trying to basically steal them for himself or for America. It gets ugly in these situations. Yeah, yep. I think it's going to be interesting what changes and and what kind of reverts to business as usual. We'll probably do another uninteresting episode about that in 12 months' time. Yeah, you'll do most of the work and I'll just make little little cheeky comments. (laughs) You do have a, from what I understand, you do have a big fact left up your sleeve though. Oh, which one? You 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 know the one I'm talking about. The fact that there was a study and in 15% of cases, coronavirus or COVID-19 or COVID-19 or SARS-CoV-2 was uh, found in semen. That's your one. Yeah. That's your big Interesting. fact. But I, I don't think it actually, I don't think it can be transmitted. I think it came out recently that you can't get it from semen, but it is in semen. Okay. Yep. So it's not, it's not like a sexually transmitted disease. It's just... It might. Uh, it lives in there, <laughs> just like a little, uh, little just, holiday, a little holiday house. <laughs> it's up the Hamptons, basically. It's a little Hamptons down there, and <laughs> they're just <laughs> they go there for a break and a, re- a bit of R and R, and then they go back up to the lungs or something. I don't know. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> um, that's. Uh, I'm out of. I'm out of facts. Um, have you looked up any of? Have you looked into the conspiracy theories around it? Do we want to go down that rabbit hole? Yeah, yeah tell, I didn't look into that. Tell me, I, I don't really know much about them. Well, needless to say, I didn't either. But <laughs> there's one that uh, <laughs> I was hoping you did. I was just leaving <laughs> you to, assuming you did your job, but you didn't. So you're not very good. <laughs> well, there's this big one about f- people saying 5G causes causes COVID nineteen, which is weird. It's just a weird one. Do you know much about uh, that? I, I watched something on Media Watch about it where someone in... Uh, I can't remember what the town was, but they were in the paper saying 5G's causing coronavirus and they were in this yeah. front, front of this big uh, kind of power station or whatever it was. And, and then the next day someone's like, that town doesn't even have 5G yet. <laughs> so it was... Uh, <laughs> yeah. And apparently it's this whole... This, this 5G movement has been around for years. And they weren't really getting anywhere. So they've just jumped onto this COVID-19 pandemic to try and drum up interest. Right. How convenient. Yeah, so it's just ridiculous. That yeah. that moment of... And this is like... You know how we spoke about this on the Colts episode, which... Yeah. I would probably put that in the top 20. That was a good episode. Um, top 20, <laughs> yeah. Where people who predict the end of the world as part of a cult and then that day comes and goes. And then how do they then rationalise that to themselves? 
I would yeah. love to follow up the lady that was saying 5G is causing coronavirus in our town and they didn't even have 5G. And just how yeah. is she explaining that to herself now? Has she just fallen on her sword and <laughs> surrendered and go, ah, I don't know anything. I don't know anything. Or I'm sure she like, hasn't. I'm pretty sure she's like, it's coming from the town around the corner. That'll be something like that. Yeah, be so- they'll have some excuse up her sleeve. <laughs> so I think we're out. That's our fun facts about coronavirus episode. I had fun. How did you go, Luke? It, uh, it feels fun, <laughs> but I'm... I'm a little bit cautious around the fact that uh, in many countries uh, they're not able to joke about it like we're able to in Australia. So I hope we've yeah. tread that line uh, carefully, which we never seem to do. But uh, we'll just, yeah, no. Well, it's obviously a horrible, horrible pandemic and we're making fun of it. So <laughs> <laughs> No, it's obviously a serious, very serious, but <laughs> as with all things serious, uh, there are often lighter sides in some respects. And you just got to take it as it is. It's a good uh, note to end on. <laughs> Alrighty. Thanks for listening. If you have any um, suggestions for topics, definitely. Uh, what's what's our email again? What's that about at outlook.com. Any topics, please send them through. We've really, I reckon we've had one or two in the history of the podcast. <laughs> and the, interestingly, because people aren't commuting to work, a lot of less people, a lot more people are staying at home. Podcast statistics across the board, not just us, across the board uh, have just died. <laughs> So not just us Not just us Not just us I need to make sure Across the board um, Including us unfortunately No A lot less people listening to podcasts So If anyone happens to be listening Give us a review Positive review um, If it's a negative review Keep it to yourself uh, Recommend it to someone I don't know Luke <laughs> Do you like the podcast? <laughs> I'm, I'm indifferent I'm indifferent Yeah so am I actually Yeah the two hosts just laugh too much at their own jokes is my, uh, <laughs> that's the, my that's the word on the street. Yeah. Alrighty. That, let's wrap it up. We will catch you uh, next time on the other side of the next pandemic, most likely. Too easy. All, All right. right. See you guys. Bye. Catch up. Bye. Bye.